Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, welcome back. So this is the next in the series of The Power of the Question. Because questions are super powerful. And today we're going to look at the word why. Question. Why. (laughs) I know uh, if you dealt with little kids, uh, that's one of the things they love to, to do to infuriate adults. Why? 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 And, uh, no matter what you say, you can say, because, da, 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 da. why? Because, da, 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 da. why? And it just keeps going in an endless circle. In some ways, we're a lot like that with God. Uh, not the least of which is the question, why do we need to serve God? Why do we need to have a relationship with the living God? Why is that? Well, let's look at, this is going to be a pretty big section of Scripture. I'm not going to read it all, but uh, we're going to look at one example of a situation. Where we're going to look at why, because why has to do with motive. Why has to do with motive. In... U.S. legal system, especially when it has to do with uh, criminal justice, they uh, the one of the primary things a prosecutor has to has to do is determine why somebody did what they did. That goes to motive. Why? Because we don't just latch on to just because <laughs> we don't do that too much so we have to look at motive and God by the way is very interested in motive so in John chapter 6 around uh, we're going to look at like verse uh, starting at verse 24 what you have is uh, a crowd of people they're kind of following Jesus around. Now, the reason, or one huge reason, is they've just had a feeding event. Okay? Jesus fed the 5,000, and uh, and they were full, and they said, Whoa, this is really awesome. This guy uh, can feed a lot of people, and it didn't seem to really uh, tax him too much. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Well, Jesus was in Capernaum, and Capernaum is kind of in the Galilee area, and it was pretty much his home base. And by the way, they believe Peter that was kind of Peter's house was in Capernaum. So they're searching this crowd, and it doesn't, you know, 
tell us how many are left out of the people being fed, but it just says crowd. So it says that uh, they were hunting, they were searching, seeking Jesus and at the end of verse 24. And then when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, we're, you know, when did you come here? You know, like, hey, fancy meeting you here, Rabbi. Didn't you just feed us a ton of stuff? Anyway, so Jesus answered them. He said, Truly, truly, I say to you that you're seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill in loaves. Now, he did signs in front of these people. I mean, not the least of which, feeding them was a pretty big one. But the thing is, uh, they were like, whoa, you know. Um, when you get a massive free meal and you stuff yourself, that's pretty cool. So, but then he's trying to redirect their motive because the why they're following him is to get stuff. All right. That's why they're following Jesus, to get stuff. So Jesus says, Do not work for the food that perishes, but the food that endures to eternal life, which is the Son of Man, which, which excuse me, the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. So, boom. Now, this is huge, actually, because the Son of Man is a messianic title. And it means, uh, the Baranash is the term in Hebrew. It's huge. And it is messianic. And this is, Jesus is saying, you know, look. And then he says, and God the Father set a seal on that person. Ooh, okay, so now that's huge. Now then the crowd says, you know, what must we do to be doing the works of God? And Jesus says something interesting here again. And he says, this is the work of God. Dude, that you believe in him who he has sent. So Jesus is just saying, look, believe in me. Now, this gets back and forth quite a bit because uh, they keep talking about the food. All right, They keep talking about, hey, hey, yeah, you know that food you gave us? That's really good. Uh, any way you can, like, you know, whip that up again, that, that's kind of where they're heading. And Jesus is saying, no, you don't understand. If you have a relationship with the living God, you don't have to, to go meal to meal. God takes care of everything having to do with you because he has a relationship. That's when Jesus, he says, I am the bread of life. Interestingly enough, and this is a side note, uh, in Roman culture, Christians were considered cannibals. Why is that? Well, because they heard that we eat the body of Jesus and drink his and drink the blood of Jesus. So they're thinking, you know, wow, how gross that is. Of course, it's symbolic, all right. Uh, and depending on what tradition you're at, depends on how symbolic you you know. And in, in evangelical Protestant traditions, it's very symbolic. And then the closer you get to Catholicism, the more realistic, more you know, actual you know, physical the tradition believes things get. So we're not getting into there. But here's what we're going to say. Their attitude is still 
out there because they're looking at this is what God he can give me this dude's a miracle worker he's pretty cool you know says a little wild stuff every now and then kind of hard to understand some of the stuff he's talking about but boy does he have good food so uh, Jesus is I mean literally <laughs> trying to redirect that and they're just not getting it they're just not quite getting that it says then it's in verse uh, 52 chapter 6 John says the Jews then disputed among themselves saying how could this man give us his flesh to eat you see they're kind of you know ooh, how, you know, that's pretty nasty they're thinking and they're Jesus is still talking about the spiritual situation the whole relationship then if we get into go down to John around uh, verse 66 he has this back and forth with these these groups, and these are disciples. Okay, these are people who have followed him. All right, and were listening to his teaching and stuff. But they were looking at more of the physical stuff he could do, which is, which by the way, he still does physical stuff. But God does physical stuff to get to your spiritual side. That's the purpose, because. What this world's going away, eventually. All right. Even even secular scientists say that they say a billion years from now the sun's going to explode and blow this planet to pieces. So, you know, even if you're wanting to take that tack. But the thing is, God does the physical to get to the spiritual, because the spiritual part of it is the relation. Ship. It's the relationship. That's the important part. Anyway, after this back and forth, in verse 66, it says, After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So, so they left him. Now imagine people leaving Jesus, <laughs> saying, Okay, this, this rabbi, I'm done. Now, here is the passage that I'm going to focus on. And this is the huge, for me, 67. So Jesus said to, said to the twelve, do you want to go away as well? That's a question. That's not why. But basically, Jesus, Jesus is saying this, why are you still here? <laughs> he's looking at the twelve disciples and he's saying, why are you still here? Valid question. Because, you know, he says, do you want to go away as well? Then Simon Peter, God bless Simon Peter, answers him. And he says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. That's it. Boom. 
Mic drop. Poof. Why have a relationship? So in essence, in this, Jesus is saying, why do you want to keep following me? Because God doesn't force people to follow him. He doesn't. He doesn't force people to follow him. So he's asking an honest question. And Peter comes up with the most fantastic answer. And Peter, Peter, you know, they don't get into Peter's, you know, theology a whole lot. And they love, you know, they go off quite a bit on Paul. But Peter's got some some very practical stuff. That's why, that's why I kind of love Peter in some ways. But he he, he says, he says, where are we going to go? Where will we go, Jesus? Because he's saying, you know and we know that you are the Holy One of God. You are the Messiah. You are the Savior of the world. It's you. So how could we go anywhere else? You have the words of eternal life. And he says, and we've believed. So not just the fact that they got the message... But they got the message. <laughs> they got the message and they received it. And they said, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Now, why follow Jesus? Why follow God? Why follow the God? of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why? Because if you're dying of thirst and there is one spring that is not poison, that's where you have to go to drink. That's why we follow. Now, Peter makes a point. He says, and we have believed. If you don't believe it, then you might walk right past that spring. And you might see, there might be wells all over the place. But every one of them is poison. The one Jesus is at is the, you know, is the one that God of Israel set up. Now that sounds, you know, a lot of people are kind of, well, I don't know, that sounds kind of exclusionary. In this situation, that's why Peter is saying he follows the Lord Jesus because he's the one. That's the reason I do. Not because I'm some special somebody that's not that that's not it's not it at all because I don't claim to be anybody super special nope but if I can say anything it's that God reached out and when I was seven he helped me reach back 
And I gotta tell you, he's pulled me out of all kinds of crazy junk through my life. Not the least of which was cancer. And praise God he wants me around some more. So, that being the case, why have a relationship? Everyone comes to that question different, from different path. Everyone does. But I'll be honest, the answer to the question is usually the same. It's a relationship with the living God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Through Jesus. Boom. Um, now, it's not just a ticket into heaven. Not just so I can get my ticket punched. No, 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 no. God saves us for something. He saves us because He's got plans. Not plans that, that are going to run all of our plans. But His plans fold into our plans. Sometimes it changes our plans, yes. But for the better, always, always, God has got stuff set up for the better. Always. So, that is, and it's the relationship. It's, heaven starts now. <laughs> Not after I croak. Heaven starts now. And I've said this before. If you have a relationship with a living God through Jesus, this is the worst it ever gets. <laughs> ever. It gets fantastic better from now on. You know, and, and you're probably thinking, whoa, I don't know, what do you mean? I'm never going to have any problems again? You know, everything's going to be, you know, just lilies and fields of flowers? No, 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 no. I'm just saying that, uh, I'm saying that this, it's uphill. It's, a, it's the good, it's, <laughs> it's not traveling by yourself anymore. Traveling with someone who cares about you and is trying actively based on your cooperation to make your life fantastic. That's what I say. That's, that's, that's it. So anyway, with that in mind, I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on. Don't give up. Thank you for listening to this edition of Don't Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.